I don't, did you, I don't know, like, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JV. That's what I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> don't be an asshole today. It feels like a lifetime. <laughs> it does. It definitely does. I can't um, believe that we have been so disconnected. <laughs> I know. Are you busy? Are you working? Like, what? What? What are you doing? Yeah, I'm working currently. So um, I'm an editor for Equal Pride right now. And they, um, they're a media company. They own The Advocate and Out, um, Out Traveler, stuff like that. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's great. So you're still working from home? I am, yes. I am home at the moment. Like you. What's yeah. it like there? You're in Denver, right? Yes, yes. Um, in Denver. And Spring it's sprung? been really nice. What? <laughs> <The> Spring sprung. <laughs> Oh, you know, I'm hoping so because we've been running with a lot of cold lately. So I'm really hoping that spring will finally be here. Honestly, I, you know, we jumped the gun a little bit, you know, like two weeks ago. It was so sunny and 60 and, you know, breezy. So we gutted a whole bunch of stuff in our garden, planted some new flowers and new, you know, um, climbers and stuff. And, um, yeah, it's 39 degrees today. <laughs> wow. I'm like, oh my God, we got to protect the flowers. It's like, I can't believe how cold it is right there. I couldn't, I, I was like stunned. It was gorgeous. Like the sun was out, it was breezy, but it was cold. And it. I think it got up to like 55, you know, this afternoon. So I had the windows open and you know, doing my stuff because um, Gemma's away on business and she left today. So I was like, you know, going at it, cleaning and everything. I had the windows open. I'm like, oh, this is so nice. Get Because we just had everything painted in March. And I guess because I wasn't here, I was in Florida while Gemma was having it done. I'm like so keen to the smell, like I can smell the paint still. So every oh. chance I get, I try and like open the windows and everything. And she's immune because she was here for it. And um, so, yeah, I had all the windows open today. It was really nice. And then about like three o'clock, I was like, you know what? It's cold. <laughs> like your temperature just started plummeting by five degrees. And I'm like, what's it going to be overnight? Because I went up, went upstairs for something. We had the skylight open and it was so cold upstairs. So I just closed everything up and put the heat on for an hour just to take the, the bone chill out. But what the hell? <laughs> I can't believe it got that cold so quickly. Yeah, it's just, it's so weird. Like, you can have all the weather in one day here, you know? Like, yeah. sunshine, hail, rain, wind, back to sunshine. Like, you just, you don't, it's just hour to hour. It's one of those yeah. things I just got to get used to. Like, I lived in Florida for so long, and it was like, like a rain, you know, cloud passes by, and it dumps for five minutes, and back to sunny and humid, but here you you never know what you're gonna get it's just it's crazy 
And if I feel like even weather apps can't even keep up, they're just like, well, whatever. Partly cloudy, maybe chances of rain. <laughs> just like, yeah, it. how can you anticipate all of that, right? I know it's crazy, but um, it's been yeah, it's been quite a a a while since we got to catch up, and and um, I feel like. I did. I went. I went to Florida, and I um, went to Palm Beach Pride because JD was playing, and I was in town. So of course, I went to see her, and it was my favorite little Pride Fest, and it was really fun. And you know, I feel like there were some friends of mine that were trying to um, inject a little fear, like they were saying, you know, DeSantis is calling on protesters that might get nasty out there. And I looked, you know, online and I was like reading anything that he had done in the last couple of weeks and there was nothing. And I, and I, it made me pause for a minute and I'm like, I don't want to go and feel unsafe, you know, like I, that hasn't happened to me and I don't want it to, because I know that it'll, you know, it'll rattle me really good, you know? So I really, really wait about going. And then I kicked myself in the ass because I was like, I'm doing it. You know, we're going, we're going. Cause my, my, my friend from over here was in Florida too. So I was like, we're going to, we're going to do this. So we went and it was such a good time. And there was no moment ever that I felt unsafe. There were no protesters there. It was bigger than normal, which was great. You know, it's like doubled in size since the last time I went. Um, but it was a really nice day. And had I not gone, I would have been really upset with myself because it was, you know, the entertainment was great. The vendors were good. We got to meet a couple of people that we've had on the show, uh, but mm -hmm. never met in person. Um, so that was pretty cool. And JD just like rocked the house. Like she was so good. Um, yeah. So I would have been really upset. And, and I was so happy that I went and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to tell Nick I did a gay thing. <laughs> Cause I, yes. I never do. You get well, to see all these gay movies and everything. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't do anything. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you decided to go, especially with um, how it's going to be this year. Because did you, did you hear that they canceled Pride in Florida? For... Yeah. I'm really yeah. good friends with Robert Boo and he runs Pride Equality, uh, the big Pride Center and, you know, our, our GLCC all combined. I mean, he's um, he's a force to be reckoned with. And I know he's he's having to step back a little bit because his mom just passed away. But I read some of the releases and it wasn't it, it was the parade. It was the festival. It was I mean, it's it's everything. And I get, you know, it's the immediate response to keeping your community safe. But it's so sad. It's so sad. It's it's actually um you know, it makes you feel like a little bit gutted that it that it's got to come to this. You know, and anyway, here comes JD. Oh. Hey, hey, I'm here. Hey, JD. <laughs> JD. I just said to uh, to JD because uh, she was stuck in traffic, and I'm like, "Don't you have Waze?" And she was like, "Waze is that a traffic app? I've never heard of it." I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> there's an app for that." <laughs> yeah, three one accident up going up and two accidents coming back it was just oh. crazy and i left in plenty of time so anyway see ways would tell you where the accident was and route you right around it so you ah, <laughs> i'm yeah. downloading it when we're done yeah please do <laughs> please do Absolutely. i don't like i don't like that you're without it oh me either now that i know it exists <laughs> 
<laughs> you too much. Now that I know it exists. Wow. Um, I was just telling uh, Nikki Doodle about Pride and how much oh. fun it was. It was good. It was successful. It was. All the way really. around. Was, yeah, yeah. All the way around. But yeah, we were, and then we were talking about how uh, all the big Pride Fests down in Fort Lauderdale have been canceled. Yeah, I can't believe that. Yeah. Also up in West Palm, I think they have pride on the block that is going on and that's it. They're not doing anything else. That's a, wow. yeah, yeah. You know, I, I we were um, talking with a couple of friends of mine who are real active in the community and, you know, movers and shakers. Um, and they were like, uh, it was impending, you know, like you could feel that that this, it was going to come to that. And, uh, and they, and I said, you know, I don't understand why I get that June is pride month, but I feel like you should be able to have pride anytime conducive to your weather, you know? So there is absolutely nothing wrong with having a pride fest in fucking January Mm -hmm. in Florida. (laughs) You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. I think that's why they do it in February. Palm Beach doesn't in February, right? Uh, March. Oh, March, March. I'm sorry, March. But I think yeah. that's why they do it in March is because but of the weather. That's what I mean. Like, I feel like shake it up. Don't have the same. Right, right. Don't have, this, have it in the same month or, you know, same weekend of the year. You mm-hmm. know, like just shake it up so that people can't plan. You know, like your organizers, yeah, and vendors, yeah, but don't release, you know, the date until you know it and do it in a different month and shake things up. I don't know that that's the way, but I feel like it would keep um, people from planning against it if they have, if they, you know, they're like, oh, you know, every June there's a pride fest and blah, 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 you know. Like if they didn't know, you know, that it was going to be in a uh, different month, it would, it would, it would rattle them and hopefully, you know, kind of shake them up and keep them away. But well, Stonewall, it always torrentially rained. I know. I never went to Stonewall and didn't get drenched. (laughs) They canceled Stonewall as well. Did they cancel that as well? I, I, I don't know. I only read from Mr. Boo's uh, releases, Robert's releases. So I didn't, mm. I didn't see anything about Stonewall, but that's a whole separate beast. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But wow. it's the same. It, it affects everyone. Not so much, you know, just like the community of queers, but the entertainment, the vendors, everything. That, yeah. you know, that rely on those things. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a ball ache. I don't even know a nice way to say it. It's a ball ache. And I feel uh, it's awful that it's it's so specifically targeting you know trans people and drag you know our 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 drag community is like the foundation you know it's your entertainment it's how can you how dare you you know God so what's it like what's the what's the um what's the tone in Colorado? Well, uh, things have been moving pretty progressively here in Denver where I'm at you know. Um, we are moving forward with our pride as far as I'm aware. Um, it's just a shame what's going on in other states across the country and how, you know, there could be other prides affected, not just in Florida, but there's other states where they're, um, passing these drag bans 
And we're going to see that as how it's affected Florida. We're going to see that affect all these yeah. other states too. I, I, yeah, I feel it coming. It's, it's ridiculous. And it's like, it's like taking someone's livelihood away. You know what I mean? Like it, it just doesn't seem fair, you know? Like what if they like banned all dentists? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like or what they do for money. Singers or something, yeah. Jesus. What, is there, um, I don't know, I don't want to sound ignorant, but is it happening other places than Florida? And like, why? Like why now is there this problem with drag when it's been around for so long like it's an election year that you know we have an election year coming yeah. Republicans are targeting things that will rile up their base and they're passing legislation as fast as they can because you know they control the house right so it's not just here then it's it's just in general well, I feel like it's pretty bad in Florida because not only you know is it becoming more and more Republican, but you've got DeSantis, you know, mm -hmm. that's just opened the floodgates on, on any kind of, yeah. you know, conservative Christian bullshit. So it's, um, yeah, it's rough, I think, but I do, I do see, you know, a pattern and I, and I fully believe that it's all due to, um, uh, the, you know, 2024 is, a an election year and it's going to be a biggie. It's going to be a showdown well, election years and they didn't pick on drag like drag the drag community i'm not a, i'm i don't know why that's happening now like it's, what, yeah. what i feel like it's right it's to rile up the republican base yeah mm -hmm. i completely agree you know it's desantis trying to establish himself as a credible candidate which i which um is ironic because he is trailing trump so far behind in the polls yes. with Republicans and now with Disney suing Ron DeSantis. Yeah. You know, because it's like not, he targeted it's not them. like he targeted Disney and it's like, oh my God, dude, you're drunk with power. I never liked him. I can't stand his face. Like I was just like anything about him. Very punchable. His, I know his face <laughs> is so punchable. But you know what really it's his voice. Like he's got such a candy ass voice. Yeah, yeah, like a whiny shit that he's, you know, doing. It's like <laughs> I can't, I can't even. I just, you know, I feel awful because it's also foreseeable. You know, it really, it really is because we don't have a strong Democrat to tell Joe like, take a break. You're done. You're good. <laughs> ride out your son. Ride it out. You know, you're on your back porch in Delaware. Can you imagine him, uh, on another note, like electing an 80-year-old woman to be president? Like that would never happen. You know, like he's, you know, like, I, you know, not for anything, but just, just, oh, just on a side note, like we haven't, you know. In general, it doesn't even matter what age. We have to have, right. We, we still so have to have a woman in general, right? Yeah. And then like, I can't imagine a, a woman of that age ever being allowed to, you know, ever being elected um, into being the president. Just, just something that occurred to me the other day. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Doesn't have anything to do with anything. I'm just saying. Just saying. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, uh, I love your topic for tonight, Nick. When you, 
when you uh, told me what you were going to do, I was like, oh, amen, because I feel like I haven't been keeping track and the things that I do like are now going to be gone. Well, yeah, what I would love to know besides the shows that I put on this list where hopefully we're going to see a new season this year. That's what we have slated and that's what the rumors are swirling around. So we've got some shows to look forward to. But so I'd love talk to talk about know. Uh, queer TV, basically. Right? Yeah, it's yeah, queer okay. TV. Queer TV. Hey, I like that topic. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, besides, you know, what I have on this list of queer television, because, you know, as we all know, it's what we crave, everything on television that has to do with our queer community and with so much of it leaving, which I'd love to hear what you've been watching, Denise, and you what you've been watching, JD, because I want to know what's leaving and what you're hoping stays around because so many things have been leaving streaming services and, you know, it's not looking so good with LGBTQ TV landscape and we're hoping that turns around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I think the, uh, I'll go back to the, to the, the first blow, if you will, no pun intended, but uncoupled. Oh yeah, yeah. I loved it because I and I'm not a huge Neil Patrick Harris fan, but yeah, it had that it had the Darren Star feel to it, you know. So it was like a all gay Sex in the City with a dude, you know. And right. it was easy. It was easy watching, and it was a good cast. So I was really surprised that that didn't get picked up again. So one stinking little season of it and that was it and then yeah. of course the l word was a big shocker oh, yeah. you lost that. Mm-hmm. don't count them out don't count them out i know eileen chaykin's got something in the works that she's gonna you know throw it uh at showtime mm-hmm. and i yeah. think they would that go to another network right were they gonna go in and get picked up from someone else or i didn't i didn't hear that i just heard that oh. she has something else Yeah, I can shed a little bit of light on that. So we actually just published a piece on the Queer Q about what the cancellation of Elward Generation Q means for uh, queer female representation on TV and what they're doing, even though they canceled Elward Generation Q on Showtime, they're moving the show from its original location to New York City and it's possible that some of the old cast members might be involved with it from the original show as well as Generation Q and most likely some new cast members and additions as well since they're moving. So that is something to look forward to. Yeah, I thought I thought they would have some kind of resurrection. And you know, yeah. on a side note, I and I and then this is it for politics. <laughs> but I was really excited to see Leisha Haley and Kate Monig and uh, the whole gang and Jennifer Beals and everybody at the White House for Lesbian Visibility Week mm-hmm. and be in the briefing room with um, our our lesbian press secretary or <laughs> whatever she is, our queer press secretary. And I watched all the little clips and I think Eileen Chaikin spoke and uh, I was really impressed with with everything that they said you know now more than ever visibility matters and all that kind of stuff um and it was good it was it was really good to see them 
Um, that was, yeah. Yeah, it, it was, uh, yeah. You're like, ooh, proud. <laughs> I didn't think it was real. I thought yeah. it was some kind of like a spoof thing or something. And I'm like, <laughs> I thought, it, I thought it, it was a Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't think that that would really happen. And then I'm like, oh, that really happened. That is it so did cool. really happen. Yeah, that's funny. Okay, so that's great about about the possibility of that um, coming back. And um, trying to think of what other queer stuff that I, I watched Ted Lasso and I was very stunned to see not one, but two um, uh, same sex, uh, you know, character, like all of a sudden, you know, yeah. you know, Keely and, uh, and her boss. And then um, Colin, like, I mean, that's so unheard of, you know, like, I mean, not unheard of, like it's, I hope that it has a good, a good, that storyline has a good ending because it, it normally doesn't in real life, you know? I know. I don't want to spoil anything. I don't know if you've watched Ted Lasso yet today. I've watched it, so I won't I spoil anything. I did you watch, watched it. I watched, I watched, yeah. So I'm on, I need, I, nine and 10. I'm waiting for nine and 10. So am I up to date? Well, so with this episode, um, it well shoot i don't want to spoil it if you haven't watched it but you did watch the new episode today yeah like i know that keely uh, and and jack are over yeah so they broke up and really curious what what's going to happen with her and her relationship moving forward i I always thought it was going to be rebecca (laughs) yeah (laughs) i have to watch that i've never watched it you yes, love it. You will absolutely what, love what it. Is, what station is that on? Network, I should say. Disney. No, sorry. Apple. <laughs> Apple. Oh, Apple. 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 Yeah. Which I indulged in a lot of Apple TV. I watched uh, Truth Be Told. Uh, Shrinking was fantastic. With mm, I love Cole, Shrinking. Um, and you know, the it's... It's the friend. It's the it's Gabby that you know that makes the show, the other therapist. The, the you know like I, I, Jessica Williams is that her name? Yes, it is. She related to somebody. Is there? Because I've seen her in other things, but I also get her confused with another Williams, because they look they look very similar. But anyways, I love her. So I think as far as gay stuff, that might be. I don't know. I'm sure you'll 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 touch on something. <laughs> well, I've been watching um, Somebody Somewhere, <clears throat> which started with Bridget um, Everett. And I yeah. that just started, yeah. um, this is the second episode in of season two. And I just read today that that, uh, they, it was an article saying that that show is a really important representation of queer friendships mm. because you've got the transgender friend Fred. Yeah. Who I love Fred. That's Murray Hill. I yeah. just love Fred. Yeah. Um, just the confidence and just so funny. You know, like he walks in the room and goes, here he is. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> and friend Joel. Oh my yeah. God. It's just so funny. And Bridget Everett, she's kind of it's a little ambiguous what what her sexual preference yeah. is, right? Is it yeah. supposed to be? Yeah. Now, like they're walking, they're taking a walk and they're looking at people on the, like walking together and they're like, I'd pound that. They have this game, I'd pound that. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> you don't know who she's looking at. Is it the man or the woman? You know, right, like, it's, right. I love that show. It's so, it's so funny and not an obviously in your face funny way, right? I mean, yeah, she, like work in progress. It had that same, yes. time, that same vibe. Like, yeah. it's just yeah. a line here or a line there that, that give you a uh -huh. line. But it, the whole, everything sucks you in. And I'm really upset about work, work in progress too. That was another one that, that got. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was going to say that there's a lot of similarities between work in progress and somebody somewhere when it comes to the focus on friendship and queer friendship. Yeah. And I thought somebody somewhere, it's a show that I still need to check out, but I know that, like you said, a lot of people really respect and um admire the show for yeah. what it touches on yeah yeah really really good yeah. in a very you know understated way almost it's you yeah. know it's nothing about it is in your face not even the yeah. funny stuff like you have right. to really get it you know yeah. and it's midwest which is yeah yeah and makes you feel like maybe it isn't so bad, you know, like <laughs> where you do need to just find your tribe, you know, no matter where you are. That's, exactly. That's like exactly. Yeah. yeah. So and that's an important thing for all of us to yeah. really hone in on, yeah. you know, with everything that's going on nowadays. I think that that's a really great bright spot for that show to exist. Yeah. You know, that's it's like, you don't, there's nothing wrong with not feeling safe about going somewhere or whatever, you know, but you don't want to eliminate that kind of thing too. So you got to find alternatives, you know, like we love doing game night, you know, with our little group, you know, over here, our little gay group. And um, we do go out to, um, to dinner with uh, Eric and Sam every now and then. And I like doing that because we'll meet them somewhere like halfway and it doesn't really have to be a gay place. You know, it's just, you know, we'll meet them halfway and I don't have that many um, gay boy buddies, you know, but I, I do like them, <laughs> you know, like they're, they're, um, they're fun. Eric is American and Sam is, is British. And so oh. we have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to go out there. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you have to have alternatives. You can't just shut off your social life because you're afraid to go out into queer spaces, you know, like you, yeah. and you want to support people. Like I like little, uh, like um, Katie, my friend Katie is a really good writer and she finds a lot of these, I don't want to call them spoken words. They're actually like events, like queer diaries where queer people will read a page from their diary when they were <laughs> younger um, and that ends up being really, really funny. So she does like a queer diaries night. And then there's another one where you pick a song and then you write about what that song evokes in you. Mm -hmm. And, and that was pretty cool because I think she's done like two of them now. One of them was, I forget what the song was, but it was, um, uh, special to her parents so it became special to her you know um, mm -hmm. and, and those are like queer events and you know I like those kinds of things because like they may not be in an actual queer venue like they might be at Royal Festival Hall you know or South Bank Center or something so mm -hmm. it feels under the radar but you're with your people you know mm -hmm. so yeah I like I, I would do you know definitely 
support that kind of thing. And those are the people that need the support, you know, <laughs> big time. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so what else are you both watching? Are you um, any other shows, queer shows that you are missing out on? I, well, I don't, I wouldn't consider this a queer show, but um, 911 Lone Star has like great, mm. great storylines, mm. you know, with uh, TK and his, his boyfriend getting married. And then um, who's the trans gentleman? I can't even think of his name, but he's so oh. gorgeous. Yes, that's from, he's from uh, L Word, right? No. Trans man, the it, black guy? He's from the L word? Yeah, he was in the L word on the first season, the L word generation Q or what, what's the new one? Gen, what do they call this Gen new one? I had no idea. I've only just Yeah, he was he worked on the on the campaign for Bet when she was running for mayor in the first in the first um season and then he quit when Danny was he could see like there was a conflict because she kind of had a crush on Bet, oh, and okay. like as a trans man I was hoping I was supporting her because I was hoping that she would change things and I see what's happening here because he could see that she had a, a crush on her and she was making decisions based on that yeah he was he was an L word this, this wow. new one. I didn't uh, even place him in that <laughs> didn't even remember uh -huh. I just Paul, and that's I was like trying to think of his character's name is well, Paul. I just watched it because I watched the other nine one one, the original one, yeah. and they have the women on that show. Alicia Hind, I think, uh, plays. Uh, oh, what's her name on the show? Hen. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do love her, and Tracy mm -hmm. Toms. Yeah, Tracy Toms. I, I think we have a shot at getting her on the show because I have a friend who's besties with her. So wow. yeah, yeah, it'd be amazing because she's in Truth Be Told too. She's in everything right now. Like everywhere you look, she's on Station 19 too. Which, oh. Again, yeah, I've been watching Station 19 and Grace. Uh -huh. so, you know, got to support those characters because right. you got, you know, um, Karina and um, Bishop on uh, Station 19. But, you know, Grace... I like, I feel like there's a, there's a, you know, now that Arizona's gone and Cali's gone and, you know, all the big name people that were, you know, uh, playing lesbians are gone, but there is still like that one intern that quit and is now a bartender. Like I, she's definitely a lesbian and I think she's going to hook up with one of the newer interns. So I think there is another storyline brewing there. I'm holding out hope. But yeah, those are, which is, it's really weird, you know, like, and it shouldn't be that it's weird, but it, it is, I guess, because I'm old, but like when you're watching a, ne a network television show and they have, you know, gay storylines, it still blows my mind. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, this is not a streaming show. This is not a Netflix show. This is right, right now, you know, like, right, right. Yeah. So, well, they, they also had a nine nine one one the husband of uh, Angela Bassett. Her husband was also gay. He had a husband. He was married, uh, got remarried to someone who was like a surgeon, yes, a brain. Yes, brain right. Brain. That's correct. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. So and Sex City is coming back with 
their storyline with Miranda. Oh, and just like that. Yeah, yeah. Shay Diaz. I think that's June, right? Because I know they just dropped the trailer. <laughs> I know. And I, what did I call it? Sex in the City, right? Just like that. Yeah. <laughs> and just like that. I can't wait for it just like that. And we'll yeah. have Shay Diaz back. And um, I'm really excited for Sarah Ramirez to appear on the show again. I yeah. love her attitude about how, um, you know, that she, you know, she gets, uh, there's a lot of trolling over that character. And her yeah. attitude is like, <laughs> going to be there. I feel like that's something Sarah Ramirez has dealt with, you know, all their life, you know, and it's something where they probably have had to deal with a lot of flack with a lot of the roles that they've chosen and a lot of what they've revealed about themselves. That was big, wasn't not big, but I mean, when you look at how it was like, like one toe in the pool on Grey's Anatomy and then when she left, it was like she buzzed off her hair and she stopped wearing makeup. And she, right? up and she was showing off oh the tits. And it was just like, whoa, girl. Great <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. She just like, like kicked down the closet doors there. Like, this is me, <laughs> who I am. Uh, I, I love that. Yeah. I, I love that, you know, because, you know, then um, they became such a huge vocal advocate for the community after that and i love when people you know they they feel like they have to kind of suppress a part of them when they're playing a role like i i don't know if that was ever the case for them or like on Grey's anatomy but to be able to fully embrace who they are and then to be able to be so vocal about it and take on characters that more represent their identity like that's just so cool i love that for them you know really really good I watched um, a show called uh, Reservation Dogs. Have you ever heard? I've heard of Reservation Dogs, yeah. I freaking loved it. I binged it so hard. I was up until like two and three (laughs) in the morning. You know, I think there was two seasons of it. And I, you know, I think it was on Disney. Um, But it was, it was Tiki, Tika, what, what, Kiki, I can't even say his name. You know who I'm thinking of, right? Yeah, Taika Waititi. There it is. <laughs> yeah. <was> <laughs> um, but you know, it reminded me so much of my own childhood because I grew up like reservation adjacent. Like my high school was separated by the reservation with a two lane oh. road. You know, yeah. so we yeah. had like a Native American cultural society and all my, uh, you know, my, some of my best friends, you know, we would have parties on the reservation because the police had no jurisdiction. And so we could just put a kick on our shoulders and walk, and walk right to the reservation and they couldn't do anything. But um, it was very representational of what their, what their life, what their lives are like, you know, how layered their families are and everybody's uncle, you know, like the, no matter if, whether they're related or not. And, you know, um, yeah, they can get in a lot of trouble if they're bored. If they're <laughs> if they're bored, they can cause a lot of trouble. But <laughs> I, I absolutely loved the um, the 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 main kids in it were just amazing. I mean, what amazing actors! But I think it was all filmed in Oklahoma, and you know they were u- they were using you know real Native American actors. You know, so everybody it felt very real. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I loved that this, this storyline kind of 
revolved around these kids wanting to get out of this, get out of Oklahoma and move to California because they thought that it was a better, I thought initially they wanted to go because they thought it was a better life. But the story kind of unfolds backwards where one of their cousins um, that was in their little gang uh, committed suicide. And in the, in, you know, moving forward, it kind of shows how they're all grappling with that. And, and it, it, one of the teachers had a letter that she wanted all the kids to write about what they want, what they saw in their future. And Mm -hmm. so she gave it to the cousin and said, this is Daniel's. I know he's not here, but you know, I, I, I wanted to give it to you. So it was like a year later and they were all able to read those letters, but in Daniel's, he said he wanted to go to California. So they were all going to California for Daniel but it was just really, really good and and like heartfelt and and I and I just like how androgynous their lives are, kind of you know like the guys look you know with their long hair they they don't you know I mean that's that's a show of strength in a guy yet they look like women you know and the girls no makeup you know I mean it was just really 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 good so yeah I was that was one that I binged really hard on big time that's really cool and you know speaking of Taika Waititi you know he has another show that um came out called Our Flag Means Death on HBO oh, Max yeah I keep seeing now that Max yeah yeah I and keep seeing the ads what's that like what is it about what is it what's the feel so it's um a very humorous and satirical look at a group of pirates and their lives on the high seas. Really? And there are some characters who, you know, are very androgynous and, um, you know, are very queer coded and how they're portrayed. And what I'm really hoping for if we get a second season this year is um, if we can really explore those queer storylines moving forward and yeah. see what can come of it. And I feel like um, hopefully Taika Waititi will kind of steer the ship not to use that pun specifically because they're pirates <laughs> but yeah I you know, see him doing that. Yeah. in a queer way you know yeah little controversy peppered in is always good so i and i feel like that's his niche you know so that that, yes. I see that, that could happen he likes um, to push the envelope <laughs> uh, i was just thinking about another show that pissed me off when it got canceled gentleman jack Oh, yeah. That was a, that was a great show that was on HBO. Yeah, and that's just the trend. There's so many queer women shows that you know are getting canceled left and right. And Shame. what was that? You know, there was um, the new version of um, Queer as Folk on NBC that got canceled after oh, one. We season were just two. talking about. They feel like they would have come into their own in a second season. You know. Yeah. Just towards the end of that first season really was into the characters and the stories and was like ready for the next season to see what was happening. Yeah. I could not believe they didn't give it a second chance, a second season, like a chance. Oh, I was for, at a second season to like grow more oh. into all the characters. That's just it. I feel like, you know, they cancel things so fast. Mm-hmm. You know, while it's still marinating with people, they've already made that decision, you know, and then they snatch it away from you when you were like, oh man, I was, 
I was going to go back for seconds, you know. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I have a story about that when it comes to Amazon, because have either of you seen the A League of Their Own yes. reboot series? Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. I Loved it twice. Loved it so much. We watched such it. a great series. Yeah, and they're only getting four, four episodes for the second season. That's it, and they're not having That's another it. one after that. Nope, that so they're be trying to wrap up everything in four episodes. Wow. Yeah. Well, it tonight. Be, yeah, I'm sorry. Be super-sized episodes. I know. <laughs> I know. That's a lot of work on a writer, isn't it? <laughs> Holy crap! <laughs> How do we tie up? Is the last, uh, um, the last ever, like the, the end of the whole show, um, the end of the final season on A Million Little Things, which is a regular network show. Did you watch that, Nick? Um, no, I've, I've seen a lot about it, and I've heard it's um, a really good, like, big family drama, right? Yeah, it's, it's about friends, really, you know, and their dynamic. It, the whole thing started out that... The main, the, the guy that everyone looked up to, that was the glue of the, of the whole group of friends, um, jumps out, off the window, off the balcony of his office. And so um, no one can understand why he did it. And, um, you know, the whole reason about the, sh the name A Million Little Things was that it wasn't one reason, first of all, why that happened, but um, it was, uh, he had said, people form friendships when you form good friendships it's not one reason it's a million little things why people form because they were like really like a family but right out of the beginning like from the first season they had the son the, for gay representation the, the, his son who was only like probably 14 came out as gay and um and that was always a storyline but then in the last two seasons um, one of the characters that had gotten divorced, it was a, a husband and wife, she, Grace Park from um, Hawaii, Hawaii 5.0. Love she, her. Yeah, she came out as, and they really downplay her, her beauty in this show. They, she's a lawyer, so she looks mm. so conservative and, you know, very kind of plainish. Yeah. But then she reunites with a girlfriend of hers from high school, um, Cameron... What's her last name? I can't think of her last name. She's a comedian. And she is has been her girlfriend in the in for the last two seasons. I know and they who got you're talking about Carmen es Esposito. Is that her yes. name? Carmen Esposito, yeah. That's Carmen Esposito. She uh they just got married two weeks ago. And so they do they did, I think, due diligence in that show for gay representation for as much as what the show was about, but- This um, is it, this is the final season, right? Tonight's the final everything, yeah. It's the wow. finale of everything. The I'm gonna Goldbergs miss- Goldbergs too, the Goldbergs are out, finally. Oh man. Lucy <laughs> killing on that wow. one. It's sad when it ends. It's like the last, last yeah. one. And yeah. I um, would have liked to continue. Nick, do you, JD, I think I asked you this before and you said no, but do you, do you watch Heartstopper? You know, that is actually the next show on my list of shows that I'm looking forward to because even though we have all these shows ending, we still have shows like Heartstopper that everyone is eagerly anticipating for a second I season. Wait. I cannot wait. It was so cute. 
I, just I know, and loved it. That's planning to come out this August. Right. So yeah, this we summer. have just a few months to go. I know, and I think like you know, there's things to tide us over, like you said, and just like that, it'll be in June. Yeah, know? and then I forget or something that's oh for me the morning show because mm. Tig Nataro is oh. has been dropping some um some pictures from the set and I'm like oh my god she's in the morning show Excellent. oh I can't wait either yeah and I think that's coming soon right May or June so there's a there's a few things like to tide us over while we're waiting but Heartstopper is a biggie yeah really it really is. looking forward to that Jay you would like that that's very I cute that one up too that and lasso Ted lasso oh, Ted lasso is amazing um yeah that's that's good stuff is what else do we have anything new that's coming or is there anything we should be cheering that did get renewed <laughs> well I'm really excited for um you know there's some more shows that are on Netflix that are going to have some final seasons and some new seasons like I don't know if you've seen Young Royals on Netflix I always it always comes up you know like in the in the thing and I never click on it because I couldn't tell if it was campy or soapy or funny or not <laughs> well yeah for any queer person it's going to show up as a recommendation that's for right, sure right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah that's true <laughs> But um, it was because I was here in Britain or if it was because I was queer. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that's, but no. is that a watcher or no? Yeah, that is definitely a watcher, something okay. that should definitely check out. It's a lot similar to Heartstopper with the same kind of like demographic. And it focuses on, you guessed it, a young royal and his experience and relationships at a boarding school. So, you know, there's a lot of drama that is to be expected. And Elizabeth Hurley's in it? Uh, no, so that was The Royals. I remember that oh. show. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That I still check out The Royals, though. Okay. I'll put that um, on my list. <laughs> I'm always looking for new stuff. Yeah. This has nothing to do with any... This is off topic, but I watched for the first time last night the movie it the stephen king movie nope <laughs> Did you watch it nope i've nope. seen it yeah i don't watch, watch anything because my my nephew loves um pennywise but he doesn't know he's too little like he didn't watch the show but he loved the clown pennywise and he wanted the he wanted the dolls and everything so i'm like i have to see what this what this movie i when my life when my own life gets too scary that's when I turn to scary movies because nothing's scarier than my real life. And so um, just to like get out of my head. So I watched it and uh, and then and so I told my niece this morning, I said, you know, Pennywise, that's the name of the clown that lives in the sewer, <laughs> said something very interesting <laughs> as I'm bitching about my own life this morning. And she goes, no, I don't think you should be taking advice from a fictional evil clown that lives in the sewer. Yeah, you might want to steer clear of that. <laughs> he, said, he did say something that was kind of like, you know, true. Um, he takes the one kid, you know, all the kids go against him, but there was one kid that was the main force to do this. And he's like, I'm going to take him 
in his evil clown voice. And you can all go on and live your lives and I'm never gonna bother you again because he comes back every 27 years. That's the thing about it, to terrorize the children in a community. And, uh, and he goes, you're gonna live happy lives and then old age is gonna get you in the end. And I'm like, oh my God, he's right. That's scarier than anything. That's scarier than the clown in the sewer getting old, right? Yeah. So I thought that was just kind of funny. That was just kind of such a subtle thing. Like he said that you can barely even understand what he was saying in his evil clown voice. But I'm like, that's true. That's true. Old age is scary. <laughs> I know, I see my, I, my, you know, it's funny because there's a, you know, a big age difference between me, me and my wife and it's funny watching her go through the the things, you know, that mm -hmm. I went through in my yeah. approaching 40, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, every, every day she's like, oh, I have this weird pain. It's like right here. What do you think that is? <laughs> like old age? Oh, no, no. And I'm like, Gem, every day you're going to wake up with a weird pain. Right. <laughs> and life gets in the way. You forget about the weird pain. Right? And it comes back and it's more intense. Then you go see somebody, <laughs> but you will eventually forget the weird pain. Like true. every day, every day. She was like, I never have like aches and pains like this. Like my knees, my joints. <laughs> She's booking massages on Saturday. She's going to well, that is funny. the ultra medic, uh, the Chinese herbalist down the street for all kinds of <laughs> you can do whatever you want to do, sweetheart, but you're not putting it off. I'm telling you. <laughs> you yeah. try, right? Yep. I mean, that's true. Yeah, like, that's it. I like watching her try. It's funny. <laughs> Danny's yeah. like, I can't see. Like, I, I'm like, put the glasses on. Just put the reading glasses on. You need the reading glasses. Why can't I see? Why can't I read this? I'm like, because you need the reading glasses. I changed optometrist just because he told me I needed reading glasses when I was turning 40-ish or 40, maybe 40. Like it was his fault. Like it was his fault. I'm like, he cannot be right. There's something wrong with him. He doesn't know what he's doing. I don't oh need reading God. glasses. <laughs> I go back like, you know, they, they'll tell you to come back in a year, you know, like over here uh, because of the NHS I get like, and I'm diabetic. So everything is free. Like my diabetic eye screening, my eye exams, all free. And, you know, they recommend you go once a year. And I think if you're not diabetic, you know, you can go every two years, you uh -huh. know, two years. but I'm supposed to go every, and every year I get a stronger prescription. And sometimes I don't even make it a year, like 10 months go by and I'm like, what the hell is what is it? <laughs> and the next thing you know, I'm like, I'm there and I'm like up in the thing. But I've always, uh, from the time I was in like 10th grade, had horrible, horrible vision. So I would have like big Coke bottle glasses. Yeah. And then you like, you want these really cool frames, right? And they're like, oh no. Right? I could never have wire ones. Like I could never wear like what you're wearing, Jay, because the lens is like so thick. So I always have to wear like <laughs> big, big frames um, to hold those thick Coke bottle <laughs> lenses. But you know, now that they're very focal, I'm I'm pretty happy. But I, um, you know, honestly, yeah, getting old. Sucks. Stylish. Yeah. Very. Stylish. Yeah. Pennywise was right. I'm sorry. I have to agree with the fictional evil clown that lives in the. <laughs> 
<laughs> Back on queer stuff. Yes, Nick. <laughs> side note. So um, one of the shows that I'm most excited for for a new season, and I'm hoping it comes out at the end of this year, but um, I don't know if you've been watching The White Lotus on HBO. I oh, have I not. The first season. I watched the first season. Didn't like the second one. Ah, okay. So, the second one. So what, what didn't you like about the second season? Um... I don't know. I think maybe I liked the characters better in the first season and the setting. I don't know. I just didn't. The second one didn't hold my interest. I, I think it was probably the characters and the actors in the first one. That makes yeah. sense. That's understandable. Yeah. I'm glad that um, who's the actress that stayed. I like her. I can't think of her. Jennifer. Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. 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 I liked her. Yeah. I liked her character in the first one too. Stifler's mom. <laughs> <laughs> Stifler's mom. I didn't watch it. Uh, my my wife's mother keeps telling us to watch it. You know, and we gotta just, check it out. I feel like we're we have so much, so much that it's like hard to slot something new in <laughs> right now. <laughs> Like I'm glad like a lot of things are finishing up and I know there'll be a little bit of a wait. So that that's when we're gonna go at it. But it's now I and I get nervous and like another season, another season. Like, no, we got four seasons. We got four. <laughs> you know, it wanted to get too ahead. Yeah. Don't want to get too ahead. Yeah. Cause I can do, you know, like I can I can binge like nobody's business, but my wife is like, no. <laughs> we gotta stop at nine i'm like nine oh my god i could watch four more episodes by the time i go to bed no, but um mrs mazel uh we're i think we're up to date on mrs mazel no queerness in at all this season but you know they worked on that last season didn't they so yeah i'm hoping to see what happens with Susie's character by the end of the by yeah. the end of the series yeah, because I there was that little altercation on the street with Gordon Ford's wife. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, oh. Okay. All right. There's something to look forward to. But I do like the way they're jumping ahead for about three minutes in the very beginning. So you can see what's going on in the 80s. And, you know, um, and it's always a surprise. <laughs> it's always a surprise. <laughs> like, oh, my God, our kids live one. The boys living in Israel. The girls in absolute neurotic. The husband's husband's in jail. I'm like, what is going on here? I know. <laughs> and then that that little that we uh, alluded to her not being friends with Susie anymore, or having, yeah. having a fallout with Susie. So I'm like, oh, they need to make sure that the last episode that they're back. You know, I I, I don't want it to end like that. That's what I was saying. I yeah. was saying if they end it, I'm like, I don't care if that's more realistic. You know, this is a fantasy series at yes. the end of the day. And yeah. we want them to be together by the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that's so that's our current, you know, nightly thing. That, you know, because now it's, you know, like what I do is when something comes out, I give it five weeks and then I jump in so I can watch five episodes really quick. Oh, there you go. Back to week after week. There you go. Right, right. 
a good plan. Which um, is hard yeah. though, because you know, there's so many spoilers and you know, like I hate that, but I just tried <laughs> with Ted Lasso, I, I waited until there were five up and then, you know, so same thing with Mrs. Maisel. So we'll see. Yeah, give, me, give me another one, Nick. <laughs> a good philosophy to live by. Wait till you got five saved up. It's hard. It's very hard. <laughs> Uh, you know, I watch reality, some reality TV, and they're now they're they are having more uh, queer representation in 90 Day Fiance. Do you watch that, Nick? Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Just stop it! Before, so at least they you have. You're talking it. about scripted, produced quality <laughs> television here. Right, right. I do support that more. I absolutely agree with that. Yes, yes. I'm very nervous about the writer's strike. Yeah. yeah, really, really nervous because next up it's the directors. After that, it's the actors. It's anything with a guild, you know. Like they need to re get this yeah. result really quick. Yeah, yeah, they need to they need to pay the writers, and hopefully, we can get those demands met for them. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it impacts, like it did back in two thousand and seven and two thousand and eight. You know. Yeah. Yeah, then it's like, I mean, it's already hit the late shows, right? Because they're mm -hmm. pretty much live. Yeah, they're gone now. Can you imagine? Is, is Saturday Night Live on hiatus over there? It is now. Did you watch James Corden's final episode? No, I'm I'm not a James Corden fan. So I used I to be when I yeah. first came here. I used to be that first year I was here. I loved Gavin and Stacey. And the more I watched it, the more I loved him. And then to find out that he and Ruth Jones wrote it, they would lock themselves in a hotel and they would bang out a season at a time. And I was so amazed that yeah. that's how they worked, you know, and they and and then the BAFTAs happen. And after three seasons, like they would they would win and win and win, you know, best actors, best writing, best this, best that. But then one year they got all those and then didn't get best series. And mm -hmm. he went up to the podium and said, how do you give us all the other things and not that? <laughs> oh my God. And the whole country turned on him. And wow. he find work over here for nothing. Wow. I, that's kind of. He did like an apology tour and a book and all that. And God. then scuttled off to America to, to, yeah. uh, to charm you guys. <laughs> But we know the real deal, you know, and now he's coming. Wow. Out. Like, what are we going to do with him now? It's going to have it even that a little ungrateful yeah. of someone to say that. Yeah. I swear to God, the whole country in a minute <laughs> went from loving him to instantly hating him. Instantly. Like that that's fucking no ingrate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he's got quite a um, Jekyll Hyde thing. Like Ellen. He's like, the, he's like an Ellen. Um, yeah. Right, right. Okay, sorry, Nick, go ahead, go. <laughs> oh. No, so, um, you know, the other shows that I'm really excited for are on Netflix, too. So we have a lot of Netflix series that we're going for, like um, Never Have I Ever. I don't know if you watched that yes, teen yes, rom -com. Yes, yes. Yeah, love it, love it, love it. So love that it. has some I LGBTQ characters. Right? Yeah, Mindy yeah. Kaling. Yeah, yeah can't yeah. resist her writing. Yeah, yep. And you always and, uh, know it's her. There's just some kind of <laughs> thing that go, you know, that weaves through different, you know, the mini project and then this. 
there's a, a Mindy Kaling feel to it. And, and I absolutely love it. Yes. And if you're looking for some reality, I know Queer Eye is hopefully going to have a new season this year, too. There oh, you go. That's still around. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're all, they're all different. And Drag yeah. Race. I mean, like Carson yeah. Kressley smoothly, smoothly <laughs> from Queer Eye. <laughs> got a little Botox, some fake tanner, and then he's on Drag Race as a judge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have new seasons of that coming out this summer too to look yeah. forward to. And all stars, right? And all stars, yes. Yeah, yeah. I watch I watch all of them. Like I watch the uh, the Canadian one, which, by the way, Jeffrey Bowers Chapman. Am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we had like a little lull, and we decided that we were going to check out. Doogie Kamaloa or whatever on Disney, which is kind of a reboot of Doogie Howser, but it's a little a young Hawaiian girl. And yeah. uh, he is in it and he plays a gay doctor. Oh, wow. <laughs> is that the guy from, from Canada's Drag Race? <laughs> and Jen was like, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, he's so swishy and <laughs> so flamboyantly gay that he was less gay on Drag Race. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I was I was shocked to see him. That was that's pretty cool. It's a cute show. It's it's like mindless when we're eating dinner television. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah, very good. So give me another Netflix one. Well, those are what I have for Netflix. But what I'm hoping for in the Marvel realm, and this is the the last one that I have here. So I'm really hoping that we get some queerness with this, but. You know, the character of Loki is bisexual, right? Right. Yeah. So we're hoping that there's some queer storylines with Loki when that show's new season comes out. Oh, I didn't even know it got picked up for season two. Okay. Yeah, it's supposed to come out hopefully this September. Okay, good, good, good. Who's the guy that plays the lead in that, Tim? Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston, okay. Because I've seen him on Graham Norton a couple times and he's funny. He is funny. There's some people like I love, you know, it's just, it's like a, a, you know, Graham Norton, he's like a fucking national treasure over here, you know, like he's just, Eurovision is coming up. And that's again (laughs) another time for Graham to shine because there is nothing better than when he does the broadcast over the live event. Mm-hmm. Right, so you're what it's really confusing because you're watching it, and they have hosts that are talking away and doing introductions and everything, and they they kind of like bring the volume way way down on them, and then <laughs> Graham Norton will literally present for the BBC, mm-hmm. and so his shit is so witty and so cutting. You know, he'll just call out garbage as he sees it, you know, or he'll make fun of like, you know, the, the clothes and the makeup or whatever, but he is such a national treasure. And I love that he gets people to, to, to talk, like on his talk show, he gets them so conversational that they're literally like sp- spilling their guts, but they, they also, I think, um, are so relaxed because they're drinking the whole time. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're like <laughs> drinks because I've been to two tapings now. Mm-hmm. And 
you you only see the one drink in front of them but i can't because like the show is only 45 minutes long but when you go to a taping it's like two and a half hours and they just oh. it down. Uh, you have no idea how many times that showrunner is bringing drinks out to that table. So people are like hammered and they're doing these interviews. So it's fantastic. I love it. I love him. And I love how, how he has um, never been like, never been shit on, you know, mm -hmm. and Alan Carr is another one. Like, I think he's, they're, it's amazing that like the two top rated talk shows were gay men over here you know mm -hmm. jonathan ross always the straight guy trailing all the time you know but the two gay guys always mm -hmm. up in the ratings it's great that part's really really cool i love that yeah i'm looking forward to another season of graham he's always off for the summer so <laughs> i'm gonna have to check him out you, you never watched the graham norton show i have not no oh my god when i was first talking about moving to England when Gemma and I were still formulating our plan. Um, she sent me a whole bunch of DVDs of the Graham Norton show <laughs> and the Vicar of Dibley and said, you have to watch all of these before you're allowed in the country. <laughs> so that was that required I, watching. That's good to know. My mom actually, I think on BBC America, my, my stepdad has uh, tapes Graham Norton and so my mom always catches up on, on Graham Norton. We'll always say, oh my God, did you see so-and-so on Graham? So <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's excellent. He's so cute. So what else? That's it? That is my list. There are so many more TV series that have queer characters and storylines coming out. So we are hoping that it will improve some of the shows that we have coming out, that we got more queer characters and everything. Yeah. That's what we have to look forward to. Yeah. I feel like I, I read a, like a statement from Glad, I don't even know, like maybe three or four months ago. And it was like talking about how because of so many shows getting canceled and everything. Um, and, you know, back to politics again, don't you feel like that's driving a lot of this? Uh, yeah, I think so. I do, I do too. I think that networks and big top rich white executives are getting antsy and nervous um that maybe it's too much and in in this in these in the political landscape that's yeah. happening like maybe they're finding that people aren't watching it as much or mm -hmm. trying not to expose their families to it in some way and that's why they're not picking shows up or i don't know but I, I'm just like, we were on such a good run, you know, like it just seemed like everything was queer, everything. And now it's like, you got to find it. You got to find it again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things that the writers who are striking, they want transparency about the viewership for a lot of these shows that are on streaming, because they like you said, it. All these people who, you know, get in power and making these decisions at Max and Netflix and Amazon, you know, they're making these decisions about the content. And some of the times they're not even looking at the audiences. They're just going based off of what they think is doing is popular right now. And we have no idea if it's really popular or not. I didn't know that. 
I didn't yeah. know that. That's interesting. Wow. Yeah, streamers haven't released viewership data hardly at all. That's very sketchy. Yeah. You know, it's like they drove us to them because, yeah. was, you know, there was such a, a relaxation, you know, of what they were doing versus networks. And then they don't want to count us. <laughs> what? what? That absolutely is true. Yeah, that seems very unfair. But I am looking forward to, um, you know, all the good stuff that is is out there and that is coming up and that will keep us afloat for the summer. Yeah. You know, like I said, I'm so worried about the writer's strike. Ah! So I know. Fingers crossed we can end that soon. Yeah, big time. Oh, I'm really, really glad we did this. It was a nice little roundup. Yeah, it was so nice to see you again, Nick. Yeah, it's great to see both of you. Yeah, we yeah, have to... Um, I will, I will touch back with you towards the end of June because I want to know how your Pride Month went. So yeah. collect your Pride that. data. <laughs> yes, I will. Or collect our Pride data. I'll, I'll collect, do yeah, collect our Pride data. I'll be <laughs> the one with the least. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> I know it. I feel it. I got in-laws coming in this summer. <laughs> That's kind of stuff that gets in the way of pride, but um, you know they I, they really do jam pack. The I, to to me the biggest one is Brighton Pride, and I don't I don't know if we're gonna make that because it's really close to when my in laws are here, and then we when we go on our cruise. So oh, I'm not quite yeah. sure if we can stick that stick it in there, but we'll try. <laughs> As a matter of fact, my friend Katie was saying the other day that. She likes to go to a lot of little local prides that you never hear about in mm -hmm. all these little pockets in the like in 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 our borough. I mean, even though we're considered the London borough, we're still uh in Surrey, and there's a lot of little cities like Crawley and Croydon. I hate to say it out loud because it's kind of like, but they still all have little local pride festivals. And I said to Jim, maybe that's the kind of thing we do this year is mm -hmm. to try and do some local ones instead of trying to go to Brighton, which is, it's a million plus. And the same yeah. thing with London. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. But Brighton gets like amazing headliners, you know, at, at their thing, like Melanie C or, you know, when you get a Spice Girl showing up at Pride, you're going to have a lot of people. So that's true. <laughs> yeah, these little ones are gonna have like the girl that that pours pulls pints and sings in, in the evening. <laughs> that's gonna be their entertainment. That's who you want to go support. <laughs> I so, agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's that's gonna be my uh my agenda because you know I don't like to do a lot in the summer because it's just too fucking hot and there's nowhere to go to cool down because nothing has air conditioning. So, <laughs> We'll so get, your restaurants don't have air conditioning either? The hotels, the air, the restaurants, the stores? Uh, some hotels are what they call climate control. And mm -hmm. it's it keeps it at like a steady, like say 79 or something. Yeah. But it's not where you can like go to your air conditioner and make it colder. It's just a climate yeah. control thing. Yeah. So but most pubs are not. Most stores are not you know, shops and stuff aren't, everybody just has their doors and windows like wide open, shops, pubs, homes, everything. It's the only way, but 
we found one of those little air conditioners that you put uh, kind of like a booster. Like say you didn't feel like your window was cool enough and you bought one of those boosters. Yeah, yeah. We're getting one of those. See where that green plant is? It's going to go right there. Got to cut a <laughs> hole through the brick. <laughs> so there's an exhaust oh. and we're doing it. <laughs> Two grand. Two grand. It'll be the best two grand we ever spent. Money, yeah, yes. Exactly. <laughs> All right, guys. It's uh, after midnight here, so um, oh gonna let you go. wow. yeah. we need to let you go and get some rest. <laughs> An amazing Nick having you back. Like I said, we'll circle back at the end of June and do a pride roundup. Yeah, I was happy to be here. So thanks for having me. I'm glad we reconnected. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm going to catch you on Twitter from now on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks, have a good night. You too. Bye. Why do you always run and check to the love you once knew? You're addicted to a touch. That's true. My addiction. And I confess. My addiction. My addiction is